This is To Help You Heal, and I'm your host, Marie Monville. We are going to spend 10 minutes talking about healing. What kind of healing do you need? Is it in your mindset? Is it emotional healing? Is it spiritual healing? You know, there's a lot of healing that we all need, and this is where you're going to find it every week, 10 minutes on Tuesday. I'm so glad you're spending this time with me. Thanks for joining me. So over the past few weeks, we've been talking about the story of Jesus's birth, and we've been looking at it from different angles. The first week, we looked at it from Mary's perspective, you know, from this place of saying, yes, it was an incredible honor to carry the child of God. And yes, it would have been unimaginably special to be visited by the angel, but it also came with a cost. You know, Mary's choice to walk out this plan to be a servant of the Lord in this place, it cost her something. It cost her, you know, criticism from those around her and laying down the life she thought she was going to live, being engaged to Joseph and dreaming about what her wedding and all of those things were going to look like. She chose a different path and she embraced it in such a beautiful and honoring way, but it it didn't come without a cost. And we made the, the connection to those places in our lives where sometimes it costs us something. Sometimes walking out the path that God has for us feels like it costs a lot. And I think in those places, we can find ourselves a little bit lost in in the as- aspect of thinking, hey, why is it like this? Isn't it supposed to be wonderful? Shouldn't I feel good about this? And it's just hard day in and day out. It's hard. But I think we can find a lot of similarities in Mary's story and in our own story. And so we talked about her. And then, you know, last week we talked about Mary and Elizabeth and the special bond of friendship that they shared together, the way that they were able to encourage one another. You know, the the way that Elizabeth was for Mary, undoubtedly something, someone she hadn't experienced that until that point, the celebration, just that place of soaking in the goodness of the Lord and what God was doing, not just in Mary's life, but also in Elizabeth's with her pregnancy as well. And so this week, I want to take a look at it from another perspective, because, you know, I I think one of the things that so stands out to me is the fact that Mary and Joseph had to travel for the census. You know, God, why did you set up the timing this way? Why is it that they had to travel to Bethlehem? Why couldn't Mary just stay home and give birth to Jesus in the place where she knew? I mean, we know that it's according to God's prophecy and and all that he intended, but, but why did she have to do that? Because I think about, you know, any woman who's in the end stage of pregnancy, can you imagine wanting to ride on a, on a horse or a donkey for days and days of travel, being uncomfortable, and and knowing that most likely you're going to have your baby on your trip. That is completely opposite to the way that we all think in this modern world. We're not going to go on a trip anywhere close to our due date. And we all, you know, have everything ready to go at home and, and know what hospital we're going to and everything is well mapped out. And nothing was well mapped out for Mary she was not in control of any of it. And so, you know, one of the questions that I that I embrace this time of year is, God, why did you pick that? Why did you send her there? And for me, even it's another place of saying, wow, that just made it so much harder for her. Being in a strange town, not having the support of the women in your community to help you through this process. And I want to see this side of the Christmas story from the strangers that they would have interacted with on their journey, from the innkeeper 
whose door they knocked on late at night. From passers-by who walked past that barn and heard her in that moment of childbirth. The townspeople who knew that something was happening or that a birth had happened. I mean, I'm sure word got out. I want to talk about it from their perspective, from Mary's perspective, even in that place from Joseph's perspective. Because I think the more that we can settle ourselves into the reality of the story, the more it becomes real, that it's not just a story. It's not just this thing, you know, that we hear about, but it's real to us. And we can picture how we would have felt as any one of these people or how we would have responded in these moments. And when we can see that and feel that, it changes us because it goes deeper then. Instead of just being this thing that we read or especially that we settle into this time of year, it becomes a part of who we are. And I think it helps us to see our stories differently. And for me, that's really the emphasis of looking at it from so many different ways to say, God, I want to see this story from all sides because I want to be able to see my story from all sides. So often, you know, we get kind of caught in these places of what our story looks like from the obvious perspective, from right here, right now, in the little bit that we can see in this moment. But God sees the whole picture. He sees it from so many different sides. And the way that he sees it is different than us. But if I could see more of my story the way God sees it, I don't think I would get stuck so often. Or I would just have hope and faith in a different kind of way. And I would move forward without thinking, you know, God, why are you allowing me in this place? I would just trust and know that it that it is where he's leading and that I can follow him. And for me, that's what is spurred on by looking at the story from so many different sides. And so I hope you feel a piece of that too. I hope you feel this place of of just the alignment of who you are and a little bit of your journey with the journeys that you've seen as we've experienced the beauty of the Christmas story. But I, I want to think about what would it have been like for other travelers to see Mary? And you know, it's not that they would have been the only ones. Everybody was going to Bethlehem. And so undoubtedly, there were other people that kind of became their traveling buddies that they were on the same route with. And to me, it's just mind-blowing that nobody stuck with them. I want to know why. Why didn't anyone stick with them? I can't imagine seeing this woman who was so close to delivering her baby and not saying, hey, let us help you find a place or let's stay together. Let's make sure that you're not alone. If, if anything happens, let me be there to support you. And I am surprised that we don't read about that. And it doesn't mean that it didn't happen. I mean, clearly there could have been some people that were supportive along the way, but we don't read about any of them being in the stable that night. So who were these strangers and how were they impacted by Mary and Joseph and their journey? And I think about the innkeeper, you know, this man and Joseph, let's just assume it was Joseph knocking on his door late at night saying, please, do you have any room? I think my wife is going to have her baby. Is there a place that we can stay? And the innkeeper saying, no, there isn't any room, but you can stay in the stable. Again, I can't imagine that there weren't some strangers who would have heard that and no one wanted to give up their room. Why? Why didn't anyone have the capacity to see them? Why couldn't anyone see their need and and why didn't anyone act on it? And I think for me, that's the part of the story where 
you know, my heart breaks for Mary for the way that it seems like she was doing this all alone. Because we don't even read about any midwife or anyone coming to aid her. Now, I want to believe that there was someone there. I can't imagine that she'd have been, you know, birthing this child all completely on her own. I know that we don't read about it in the scriptures, but I want to believe that there was someone there that helped her bring Jesus into the world. I don't know. But it seems that they're alone an awful lot. And why is that? And I know that God was with them, and I know that God would not have let them miss out on some capacity of support and friendship that they were supposed to have. But we don't see anyone really asserting themselves into their story. And I believe that God includes the parts in the Bible that are necessary and relevant and things that we need to know. And I would have to believe that there wasn't anyone specific or we would have read about them. And I guess for me, when I think about this part of the story and I see the loneliness that I assume Mary felt, I can see my own loneliness. I see that my own places in my own story where there have been so many places, times or, or spaces where I've been alone. And I am grateful for the season that I'm in now and the friendships that I have and the people that are close and would never allow me to be alone. But I've had some of the other kind in prior seasons, and I know what it feels like to wish that you had someone, someone to just support you through this time. And for me, when I read this part of Mary's story, that's what sticks out to me. And it gives me this place of saying, God, I don't want to be like those strangers. I don't want to be the people that they met along the road that didn't feel compassion and conviction to do something for them. And especially this time of year, God, show me the people in my life who have no one else. And let me say yes, even if it seems to cost me something, even if it means putting myself out for them, even if it means, you know, stepping into their space and tangibly doing something for them. God, whatever it is, show me how to show up in a way that brings them life. And I encourage you to do the same. Ask God, who are the people in your circle who need you? Who are the ones that have no one else? And show up for them. Because I wouldn't want to think that I would willingly be a stranger to Mary. And in the same way, I don't want to be a stranger to someone who needs me now. I hope that this 10 minutes has been encouraging to you. And I can't wait to hear what you do with it please send me a message on social media or through my website. You can fill out the contact form there. Always email me, marie at mariemonville.com. I can't wait to come back next week and share the final episode in this journey. I won't keep you in suspense. We're going to talk about the shepherds and the wise men and the visitors that Mary and Joseph had after Jesus was born. We're going to look at the story from their point of view. Hop over to my website where you can find other resources to support you in your journey. You will find resources, especially on grieving. If this is a difficult season for you, check out my blog post for last week's blog on grieving. I hope that it helps you. Share it with someone you know who maybe needs the encouragement or someone that you want them to understand how it feels from your perspective. Thank you for joining me for this episode of To Help You Heal. I can't wait to come back and finish this conversation with you next week. Have a Merry Christmas.